Hello and welcome to Sutra's Side Talk, episode 27, the D23 special. I'm your host, Kamran Shustar, and with me is... James Selig. So, uh, it's still September 9th, 2019, other known as 9919. Yeah. 999! Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> That's great. Um, we are recording just after finishing up episode 26, which is our Gamescom special, completely centric to gaming. This one will be completely centric to movies and TV, uh, and a lot... And I mean a lot of fucking streaming on Disney Plus. You guys yeah, will see what I'm talking about very soon. It was actually really funny that like we were freaking out about Gamescom news because we were like, oh my god, there's so much shit to do. The next episode's gonna be huge. And then right after D23 happens, we we're like, oh my god, this is even more. <laughs> Get off of me, D23. <laughs> You're too heavy. I can't do this. Uh, oh, too much shit, dude. Alright, so we'll just go right into it. Uh, with what we're watching, just to get that out of the way. Uh, for this, they'll say really fast. Uh, we're going to try to... We kept the other episode to an hour and a half with all the content. For this one, I want to try to aim for the same thing. I can't promise that, though, because there's actually a lot more D23 news than all of the gaming news I'll put together. So we'll see what we can do. There's some other minor stuff I have in here that isn't related, but it's stuff we can get through fairly quickly. But all right. James, what have you been watching? Of course, uh, there's some things we've shared. So once you say something I've already watched, I'll, yeah. I'll jump in there as well. So what, probably the, old la the oldest thing that I saw, or the, the thing I saw first after our last episode, was I finally got around to seeing Lego Movie Part 2. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a good movie. I really liked it. It, like, it wasn't quite as special as the first one. It doesn't catch the same magic. Yeah, like, the first one was just, like, absolutely pure magic. That, like, it was insane. And, like, the whole... The twist of... I, I guess... It's hard to say it's a twist, but, like, the real world part of it, where, like, some, some of the... Like, it was really unclear how much, like awareness the lego pieces actually had in or the first one or second one in the first one. Oh yeah and they like played into it more in the second one where like i i couldn't tell if it was just like a really elaborate story that the kid was like concocting in his head about oh, time travel of, and I stuff or if it, or if like literally there was a timeline where where um oh god what was the main character's name emmett emmett yeah. i kept wanting to say like chris pratt and i was like no that's not right <laughs> but like emmett got like lost under the fridge or whatever and just wasn't seen for years and then he finally like saved himself and became a bad guy like i thought that was really funny but at the same time i was like did that really happen or... i honestly i felt very it felt very tragic i was just like i mean i get it it's... yeah no it was sad and like i i really really liked it it's one of those things where I, i'm not sure the lego movie needed a sequel but it was definitely really fun i really i still I'm really, really liked I'm it i'm glad it's uh, there uh, I, like, my heart, like, basically melted when you find out that Queen, Queen, uh... It's a very long name. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm whatever, Queen whatever I want to be or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, Like, her original form was, like, the Lego heart that, her, like, the brother made for the, the sister when they first started playing together. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's so sweet. So, I really liked it. Like, if you're... If anyone listening to this was a fan of the first one and never saw the second one, it's definitely worth a watch. I really, really liked it. Yeah, it's quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, next, after that, I saw the Invader Zim movie that came to Netflix. I still have to watch it. I'm like a huge Invader Zim fan, so I, I watched it immediately. 
maybe plus a day. But I I really, really liked it. If you're a fan of Invader Zim, you're definitely going to love it. It's hilarious. Like, you get... There's, like, a bunch of stuff involving Professor Membrane. So you actually get to see him do some shit. No, no, son, I'm making toast. Dude, he's so fucking good. Like, his first joke is he's just like... Oh, nonsense. I thought, uh, like, when I, like, I, basically he's like, kids think of stupid shit all the time. When I was a kid, I thought sharks were my friend. And then he, like, pulls off one of his, like, huge metal gloves that he's had, like, or not metal, one of his huge, like, black lab gloves oh, that he's had metal the whole time. He's just got a metal arm. He's like, I know better now. Dude, that's <laughs> great. Is, does Netflix give them more freedom to do more mature things? Um, I didn't, or more crude things, I guess. I don't think I ever noticed anything particularly crude or or too mature. Uh, it felt like old Invader Zim. It just felt cla- like it felt just like completely this like it never left. It felt like it never left. Like oh, it was beautiful. just another episode of Invader Zim, and it was fucking great. I and I personally lost my mind when they, they there was like a joke where the tallest were like trying to remember Zim, <laughs> and it's. They, like, literally couldn't even remember him. It was like, hey, who was that guy that we, like, sent away because we hated him? It was like a joke. It's like, was that Invader Jim? And I was like, oh, that's me. I'm Invader Jim. You, did you say that out loud? I did. Who was anyone even with you? No. You- I was literally just in my room. Like, I was literally just in my room, like, watching Invader Zim. And I hear them it's like... And the, they, the joke was like, oh, no, no, we like Invader Jim. He's the one that brought us donuts. And it's like, oh, I'm Invader Jim. That's my name. Anyway, like, so, I mean, for years and years, my screen name Invader Jim was just like a, supposed to be a clever play off of Invader Zim. Like, my name is James. Jim is short for Jim, uh, James. Z- Jim sounds kind of like Zim. That was the idea I was going for with that name. I mean, but now there's a literally just an invader gym and that works great for me <laughs> i forget how did you watch it because you didn't have you don't have cable you were i just, just rented it from like blockbuster or something like that oh. yeah i didn't have nickelodeon i just like watched it on dvds and i was like this is fucking great yeah. this is like literally everything i want from a cartoon <laughs> uh so i also saw hobbs and shaw so i'm not <laughs> Like, I've never really been a huge fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I haven't watched any of them yet. Really? I haven't seen one. Because every single time a new one comes out, I'm like, I still have to watch the first one. And they're like, no, just go see these. And I'm like, I need to see the first one. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, both of my brothers are huge fans of the movies. They both keep trying to get me to watch them. I never really got into it because I'm not that into cars or anything like that. So, I don't know. The whole uh, street race... Mechanic. But James, it's, it's about, you know, we're family. <laughs> Excuse me. But that, that's the thing. It's like later on in the series, it became more of just like a crazy action movie series that like happens to involve cars. So it became kind of more into my alley of just like crazy action and shit like that. This one, like Hobbs and Shaw, is basically just like, do you like The Rock? Do you like Jason Statham? Do you like action movies? Then this is the movie you want to fucking see. Oh, by the way, we also have Idris Elba. <laughs> I'm black Superman. He, he dude, like, 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 I really, really liked that movie. It was fucking great. Awesome. Uh, like, the scene where Hobbs go, like, the the Rock goes back to Samoa to, because like, apparently someone in his family is like the only one that can help them now. Like, I really liked that scene because it was like 
interesting seeing like one like a huge Samoan family like being like brotherly and all that uh, shit yeah. like that. It, like, it was a it was a kind of wo- like a warm feeling, but at the same time like I don't know. It was kind of cool seeing the Rock like actually get to go back to Samoa and you know, be it's Samoan. Because you never see, you always forget that he even is. Like, I know, right? You just like you never. He just does all these fucking movies, but none, none of them ever. Um, I don't know. Nothing ever hits his roots. I guess. Yeah, and like even the way like he actually says Samoa like Samoa, or I can't even do it justice. Like he says it like an an like how the okay. And I was like, oh yeah, he fucking is from there. So that was really cool. Dude, the scene where he walks out, like, before the final battle without his shirt on, and he's just, like, fucking jacked and ripped, and I was just like, God damn it, I wish I was that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we both saw Scary Movies to Tell in the Dark. Yes, we did. So we were a fan of those books when we were kids, because it was, like, a collection of short stories that were not, like... They weren't... I mean... For an adult, they're not super creepy stories, but for a kid, they scare the shit out of us. Plus, with the illustrations. And the they illustrations. Really, they really fuck you up uh, as a child. And they're, the great thing was, it was just called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and then they come up with the second one that's, yeah, it's like, uh, more, more, more scary stories, and then the third one is even more, I think. Something like that. And each, I want to say each short story had, like, on the front page, or on its uh, first it page, had some had the illustration. illustration. And it was, like, very, very, very creepy drawings. Like, it it felt like it's something that a kid shouldn't, shouldn't see, but oh, because yeah. it was not, um, it wasn't mature or anything. Like, it's very just, it was just a drawing. But it was very, just very creepy. Incredibly creepy. Yeah. So I wasn't really expecting much out of. Uh, I wasn't honestly sure what, what to expect because when they first announced it, I was like, "They're gonna make a movie out of an anthology of disconnected scary stories." Like, how is it? How are you even gonna make a movie about that? Like the same way they did Goosebumps. I guess pretty much. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I didn't watch Goosebumps, but like Jack Blackson. Yeah, that that was, like the, that was like the one thing that made me want to see it because I was like, I'm it a huge good. fan of Jack. I, I still have to see the second one. Mm. I, I did enjoy the first one, honestly. But yeah, um, so I think like the overall plot of Scary Stories was like, okay. Like it wasn't anything super crazy, but it wasn't anything like, it wasn't really bad. It was just like a bunch of kids find a scary book that is like, a collection of stories from supposedly like a crazy person who killed a bunch of kids. And then you, there's some twists and turns there to, to find out like why she was, had that reputation of like a crazy killer lady. But what I really appreciated was they took like a few of the more like well-known stories. Give from, me back my toe. Yeah. And like the red spot was like, for me personally, it was one of the ones that scared, scared the shit out of me as a kid. It's like the idea of like, you think you just have, like, a bug bite, and it turns out to be, like, a fucking spider's nest, and you're just, like, spiders start, like, erupting out of your face and crawling all over you. That fucking scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It, of course, makes no sense, like, physically, but it's one of those things that, as a kid, you're like, this could happen. This could totally happen. So, I I just really liked that they took some of those scary illustrations and tried to recreate them as close as they could with the final movie. And there were some things that like, I re- I really remember from those uh, illustrations and just like scaring the shit out of me as like a physical thing now. Like uh, when um, Chuck 
was being chased through like the red halls. Oh, not even yeah. chased, like just every turn he took, that it weird, creepy, like fat lady thing was just like a little bit closer. And it was just like really creepy because I was just it's like just smiling. It's just like Woo. it's just like smiling and giggling like at him. Fish face, fucking eyes are like hella far apart. Yeah, God, it was weird. So like they actually did a pretty good job on that. Movie. Yeah, and interestingly enough, they seem to set it up at the end for a sequel. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I have to. I want to go back and look and see if all these short stories were just from the first book. Because if they were, then you know they could just do the best of the second book. Yeah, and see that's the thing is like I don't. It's been a while, so I don't remember which stories were from which book. So, like, yeah, I'd have to look back to see if all of them were from the first movie or not. Which, there's no guarantee they'll make a sequel. They just basically give you kind of, like, a a, a slight hope for those that are basically yeah. taken. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Because it reminds me of, of like, uh, Interstellar, where it ends and it's like, Oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey has to go basically rescue Anne Hathaway, but you don't see it in the movie potentially. But uh, they'll will know basically if they announce anything or not. If they don't announce anything in the next like year, then we'll know there probably won't be a sequel because they usually will say like, "Hey, it did really well after the sales. We're gonna work on a second one or something like that." Yeah. Um. So, I was recommended a docu series on. Netflix called The Family and it's really interesting it's it's like a short I think it's like five episodes and it was about this really secretive religious organization that is basically like trying to manipulate not only American politics but politics all over the world it's basically just like it's hard to say that like they're trying to like take over the world because like for them, or at least the way the documentary uh, put their goals, it was like, they're not trying to control the world just for the sake of controlling the world. It's that they just really believe that the whole world should follow Jesus. So they're just trying to, yeah, they're, uh, they're just trying to uh, convert as many religious leaders as possible, or um, as many leaders around the world as possible to being, you know, and it's not even say, like really a follower of Christianity. It's just a follower of Jesus. Cause like one of the first episodes talked about, they have this like special version of the Bible that is literally just any. Wait, so this is a mockumentary or a documentary? Documentary. Real thing. From what I understand, like uh, it is a real organization that calls themselves like the family or whatever. Cause they, so supposedly see themselves as a huge family. Do they actually have big influence? Yeah, dude. Like, uh, one of the things that they uh, talked about during the documentary was the National Prayer Breakfast, which I was, like, not even aware of. I, I think I heard news of, like, Donald Trump going to the National Prayer Breakfast when he first got, like, into office and, like, making a fool of himself because he's not really much of a religious person. But, like, literally... Oh, God, I don't remember which was the first president it was. But, like, every president has gone to that prayer breakfast since, like, uh, Eisenhower? Shit, it's, like, been a while. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. But, like, I was... I don't know. It, it was just really creepy thinking that there is actually this religious organization that's just going around trying to manipulate the 
politics of the entire world to make sure that it matches what they think is right. So like, uh, man, it's, it's really hard to latch onto any specific details because it all kind of like, I watched, I like kind of binge watched the whole thing. Yeah. So I, and I also don't want to make this too long, but like basically long story short, if you want to try to get an insight into why the religious right of this country acts the way it does, like this documentary can maybe kind of illuminate that a little bit because it was interesting. It definitely pointed a few things out that was like crazy to me. Like uh, one of the things that really jumped out, I guess, was that all of the, uh, they, they had this mentality that all of the people that have been put into power must have been put into power because they were chosen by God to be in power. So that's why they... I don't think that's how free choice and voting works. Yeah, so that's why they, when they find someone that they like and that they think has their same goals and they are already in office, they do as best as they can to try to to keep them in power. And then anyone that is already in power that doesn't agree with them, they try to convert them to their side. So they basically, I guess their goal is to try to work their way to be close to as many politicians as possible to just try to make this as close to a Christian nation as they can. And that's not scary at all. And that's the thing is like it. You know, to them, it seems like, oh, we're just doing the right thing. You know, this is the way we should be. But, you know, that takes the choice away from literally everyone else in the fucking world. It also kind of defies the whole United States standpoint at the same time, too. So. Yeah, like, separation of church and state, like, that definitely, like, they don't care. The the family. So, it as was... As Jewish, I feel like I'm inclined to disagree with these peoples and everything they stand yeah. for. Yeah. It, it was really weird. Like, I, I mentioned that the the like a bridged version of the bible that they have that's literally it, it doesn't even say the bible it just says jesus and it is like a tiny little book that is literally just only the sections of the bible that mention jesus so it's like as long as you are the a fan jesus source rex it's like as long as you're a fan of jesus that's all that matters you don't need anything else in the world except for jesus i don't know why this feels uh, this sounds like the scientology of fucking yeah the christian version and like i'm I'm laying it on a little thick i don't want it to sound to anyone that's listening that i'm like against catholicism or christianity in any way like i i think whatever religion works for you that makes you like feel at peace and or whatever like go for it i just think that everyone should keep their personal faiths to themselves but yeah i try to keep it simple you should believe everything i say and don't believe others what they say (laughs) fair enough yeah i can do that (laughs) Um, so another show that like, literally I, I watched the first season like several years ago when it first came out with Mindhunters, uh, or Mindhunter. It's the, sh- like the second season finally came out. It literally took them like two years to do it or whatever, oh my. but it's, uh, if you don't remember me talking about it, it is the origin of the FBI's like criminal behavior devar- department. So the it follows the guys who first started interviewing like serial killers and trying to make a psychological profile for what a serial killer is and like why do they do the things they do and like can we use these common 
uh, traits among these serial killers to like predict what, like if there's someone out there doing, if there's a serial killer out there, can we catch them by just following these patterns? And so they got, they were able to do that like once in the last season where like they, they were going around doing their um, like tours, giving people like, lessons on how to like spot criminal behavior and stuff like that or understand it and then someone was like hey can you help us with this case and they used their model to catch the guy without with like very little evidence uh so they got another chance this season to uh, catch some guy in atlanta who was just like kidnapping and murdering young children and that was like uh it was a really interesting season because like like they first go to Atlanta and like the DA is just like, we don't want like bad news about Atlanta. It's already like, we were already having like bad enough news about like, and like having trouble uh, getting investors to invest in Atlanta and stuff like that. So they tried to like push them away and say like, there's not a problem. You're seeing something that's not there. Oh wow. And then it got worse and they called them back and they used their uh, model to like catch the guy. And it was just, it's just, it's a spectacular season. Like I really, really liked it. But they're also, they've been teasing for like two seasons another serial killer by these like opening, <laughs> like like almost every episode they have an, a, like a cold open where it shows you like a little bit more of what this guy is like experimenting with and stuff like that. And But they still like literally two, after the second season, they haven't even gotten to it yet, really. Do, so, do they keep starting out with it? Yeah. So, so would you say probably it's just going to be the overarching? He's definitely going to be like the main guy at least probably for the last season because whatever they did they say how many seasons they're trying to make it no not that i'm aware of uh they so they already have a name for this guy though because they're aware of his crimes that he has done but they just don't know who he is yet and they call him like the btk which i think stands for like bind torture kill because that's what he does uh so it's just like a spectacularly acted show and like it's it's really well done i really really liked it uh if you're into like psych- psychological dramas or whatever, this one is definitely a good one to go for. Uh, I also, because you recommended uh, or you said you started watching What We Do in the Shadows, I found that it was on Hulu and I started watching it and holy shit, that show is fucking funny. Like, uh, I was talking to you about like one of the funniest uh, parts of the show, at least the first season that's on Hulu, was like at some point you actually get to see the psychological uh, or the um the psychic vampire like yeah. in his like where he hunts is like an office building where he works yeah. like he literally just like works in an office building like just bores people to sleep every day and like that's how he feeds on them and like in one episode like an emotional vampire shows up to his office and she just tries to get people to like pity her all the time to to feed off of them and I guess, like, she feeds off of people's emotions, and I guess, like, sorrow is, like, I don't know, particularly effective for her. I don't know. But they get into this, like, argument or or this, like, fight after work where, like, they just, like, the guy is trying to bore the emotional vampire, and the emotional vampire is just trying to get him to pity her. And just, like, at a certain point, it's like like a vampire fight from the other characters in the show where they just start like levitating off the ground and like, and, like the lights start yeah. flickering and shit and i'm just like 
I didn't even know these, this guy could even fucking fly. I thought he was basically just a normal person. And like, I don't know. It's it's a really fucking funny show. Also, like, there's a the episode where the Baron, like, wakes up. And they, like... Because, uh, like, he, he shows up in the first episode and then, like, goes to sleep. And he comes... He wakes up in, like, another episode. And they just take him around, like, touring New York. Oh. And it's so fucking funny because they just put him in, like, a, like a high-top cap and, like, a jacket and stuff. He just... He basically looks like a dude from the hood or whatever. And he's just like... Oh, God. Like, at one point, they run into one of their neighbors. And he just, like, levitates him like he's about to feed on him. And it's like, shit, we have to, like, make this guy forget that it even happened because, like, he's our neighbor. Well, he's going to, like, remember this or whatever. So they get the bear to put him down. They glamour him to, like, make him forget that anything happened. He's like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? And then the bear is just levitating him again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to, like... And he's um, just like, oh, what's happening? (laughs) This is great. Like, I, I only got to watch the first episode because they took it off of Xfinity. I was so angry uh, that uh, I have to wait now, but I'm okay because once Disney Plus comes out, they're doing the bundle, which has Hulu. So I'm like, all right, I just have to wait till then. So I'll watch it. It'll be late, but I'll watch it in, like, December or something because yeah. there's going to hopefully be some extra time for me in the winter. But we'll see. It's a really fucking funny yeah. show. Like, definitely... Like, I don't know. It, it was really, really funny. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, so I also watched the first couple episodes of Carnival Row. That new... Oh, the Amazon sor- Prime one? Yeah, the sort of fantasy Bloom, And I forget the woman's name, but she was Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Oh, right. That's how I know her from. Yeah. I thought she looked kind of familiar. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting i like the show it's i'm not super into it yet there's an interesting twist not twist but there's an interesting reveal at the end of the first episode like i guess the implication is that there's not just the humans and the fey folk there might be demons as well or something like that okay it's like there's some weird crazy shit happening in the background but i'm only like two episodes in so many episodes is it probably like eight I didn't really look into it. I just, I, like, I, it kept getting recommended to me on, like, I think it was, like, YouTube kept trying to get, uh, advertise it to me, so I was just like, I'll give it a shot. It, I don't know, the production value is interesting. It, it looks like a really, a well-done show. I am just, I want to know more about the overarching plot, because so far it's just been setting up the world and stuff, for the most part. Okay. And that there's, like, clearly some sort of background like history between orlando bloom's character and the fairy girl uh something to do with their time in the previous war but they haven't really gotten into it yet okay and then also i watched the most recent dave Chappelle sketch or not sketch uh uh, special special. yeah i actually watched um i watched all of them yeah i watched both 2017 ones and then the special the new uh, sticks and stones. Yeah, honestly, like I, I'm just a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. So like, pretty much any time he does something, I, I have to watch it because it's like he's fucking funny. Dude, like, he's my favorite comedian. Like, I can see sure. how a lot of people were like, I maybe upset is the wrong word, but like he definitely gets onto some touchy subjects in the most recent one for sure. But I still at least 
found it consistently funny. Like, I also like that he kind of tries to make a point from time to time. Yeah. I mean, you know how I, you know how I felt out after after watching all of it and seeing what he said about certain things, certain people, everything else. What? Oh, I fucking love it. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> yeah, fucking go for it, dude, all the way. Like, uh, I I really think comedy should not have limits. Well, for sure. Like, and people have limit. Like, everyone's afraid to fucking talk about comedy. Like, everyone's afraid to make funny jokes now. It's just like you make a funny joke, you get fucking demonized on social media, or like people look. He like his. Fr- you heard his first joke, like, or as as one of his impressions. Which one? A die. I found your Twitter post oh, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. years ago, and he's like, "That's you, motherfuckers!" Yeah. And you're it's all like, the worst audience I've ever had. Yeah, it's a, yeah, and he's not talking about the audience that are in the special. He's talking about the current the internet people, modern day audience of like people that basically. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, look at what happened to James Gunn. Like fucking for whatever which reason, is fucking stupid. I said that from the beginning. I was like, I don't even like Guardians two, but th- this is fucking stupid. Well, it's like Disney took him off of Guardians three because they were like, oh no, someone found some distasteful tr- uh, you know tweets. What, I'm happy that happened. What? Yeah, that's actually a good thing because now we have I have Suicide Squad and Guardians oh, yeah, three. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, everything's come together perfectly. <laughs> That's the one time where it was just like looking back now. I'm like, well, it was, you know, it's actually kind of better than that, and specifically for that one. Whereas others, it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you guys. Like, I mean, he in one of his because watching all of this, not I didn't watch them all back to back, but this is over like a few days. I've heard like people are like, yeah, he sort of like apologized for stuff he said in the previous ones, not but then really. he does it again, and I'm like, I don't think he really does. Well, he does okay, it. he does. When he does in the middle the, of it, he'll be like, "Yeah, like, you know." Like when he does the trans joke, like again, he's he admits that like I've definitely offended a bunch of people doing this joke before. I'm sorry, but you gotta admit it is kind of funny. <laughs> it was fucking dude. I was dying. I was laughing so fucking hard. Like throughout all of his shit. Like I think the thing that I don't know why, but I think the thing that got me the best was when he's like, "You guys heard about that." You guys heard about that French actor? Oh, Juicy Smoyer. <laughs> Juicy Smoyer. And I literally, <laughs> for like a good minute, I was like, who the fuck is he talking about? And then like, yeah, the more he's talking about, I was like, oh, oh he's talking about Jesse Smollett. <laughs> that was so fucking good. Like, dude, all of this shit, even the fucking shit with the shooters, like that, I'm like, like, he always like, dude, like I, I'll put it this way, like he, he, when he talks about these things, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. It's gonna be hilarious. Like I laugh every time. But before he does it, he he makes it serious. He he go he is amazing because he can go from serious to fucking hilarious at this in like a second. Like it just goes from one to the other in just a snap of your fingers. It's fucking. It went from like oh he's right. Oh my god. Dude, this is fucking hilarious. This is great. Yeah. Like it's 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 that fast how that happens. Well, it's like uh, I think a good example of that kind of joke was when he was like talking about the insane amount of gun violence there is in this nation and that like nothing ever seems to get done about it so what all you like black people out there like you have the power to make a difference buy go guns. out there and register to buy guns <laughs> and he's like not because you got to protect yourselves or like level the playing field it's because like 
that like as soon as enough black people get guns the white people like, in the, se- in the right, senate are gonna be guns, like guys. fuck it get rid of them yeah that, that that was so fucking good i was i was and like, like dude, the so sad great. thing is when he said that i was like you know he's probably not wrong no that's probably honestly <laughs> it's pretty fucking accurate like i mean look at the fucking look at the opioid epidemic where it's like yeah, yeah they're like look at remember the crack epidemic yeah criminals criminalize like fucking lock them up and now it's like oh you poor thing let's yeah, see how well, we can help just you and sick. it's like oh yeah it's poor white people now that makes sense fucking like what what a fucking surprise yeah like, i i was just it, it honestly that was something i never thought of like a lot of shit's funny and then you're like, oh, it's just a joke. And then you really think about it. And you're like, you know, actually, that's pretty fucking true. Yeah. Like, for so much of that shit. And honestly, like, I'm not even going to... Yo, I agree with, like, almost every single goddamn thing he says on every episode. I'm just like, yep, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Everyone's just afraid to say it. It's all true. Dude, it's always I, fucking true. At least in Sticks and Stones, I, lo- I thought, like, the segment he had about, like, buying a gun was like fucking funny like he didn't know there was like a, a like how you're supposed to load a shotgun a certain way of like bird shot and oh buck shot. yeah i don't know if that's true or not i thought honestly when he said that i just it literally was just me in my head then going oh i guess that's what i should do when i buy a shotgun in the future <laughs> that is literally what i thought that well, was is like, actually i was like oh that like makes sense shot, warning yeah bird shot for warning shot buckshot for like if the guy doesn't like back down and then you got another couple rounds for if he's got a buddy and then it slugs after that <laughs> it's just like it's all off the table sorry guys you've had your chance yeah. which made, that made perfect but sense I, too i was like yep that, make, that makes sense well i just love he he said he like went up to buy a gun and the guy's like you need ammo and he's like oh yeah i, I guess i do need ammo he pulls out a couple boxes, one with the bird on it, one with, like, a yeah. deer on it. And he's just like, I <laughs> don't know what I need. And he's just like, well, this is birdshot. And I swear to you, this is what he said. That won't kill a man. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? so good. I was like, yes. He's like, now this here is buckshot. That'll put a hole through a car door if you want it to. It's like, okay. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I love that, too. I was crying because I love the, the example come in dude stealing out of your change jar yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh you shoot the kids you're like oh yeah some fucking heroin addict he's like, and then you shoot motherfucker clack, clack. yeah it's <laughs> like you hear the you hear the pump of the shotgun any sane normal person yeah that, that's like the first check that's the first they stop and they go oh fuck never mind but if they keep going, then yeah, then you go the fucking duck shot, you shoot him. And I love it. He's like, yeah, they just pepper you real nice. Yeah, pepper you real nice. This guy, a little bit in your skin and whatnot. And I love it. He's like, uh, but then you realize, oh, he's not a heroin addict. He's That's, a meth addict. Yeah. Fucking motherfucker pops right back. I'm like, ah! And you're like, oh shit! <laughs> duck shot. Oh, no, no, buck shot. Fucking just nail. <laughs> It's uh, like, oh my god. And all of me, he's like, man, why are you telling all these fucking drills? The shooter's probably in the crowd. He's probably like, Oh, yeah, yeah, taking notes yeah. and everything. <laughs> it's like this, you know? I mean, like, like... That was funny, where he was like, yeah, my son was like... Like, I came home to my son, and he was like, well, we didn't really have school today. We had, a, like, a shooter drill. And he's like, I never fucking heard of such a thing. <laughs> and he's, he's like, you know, you're you're my son, so they're probably going to be gunning for you, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have much of a chance. So I was like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's like, he's like, now, son, I want to be real with you. If a shooter comes to your school, you're probably going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're my kid. 
Uh, but yeah, I, would, on, uh, I honestly, for any of the listening that haven't watched it, I urge you guys to watch these specials. The newest one is probably the best one, but each one honestly has, like, dude, there's honestly a fucking lesson to learn. Like, there's shit you really do learn, uh, but that's fucking hilarious because it's like, you know, he, funny, humor is humor, and modern day people are brittle, which he does say, and I fucking agree completely. Like, well, people yeah. just, like, fucking, my feelings are everyone's problems. Well, that's the thing, like, is, like, like come on, nowadays... I think it's just because, like, there are so many people on this earth that statistically, no matter what you say, it's going to offend pretty much yeah. someone, anyone. So fuck and, <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, if you're a comedian and your job is literally to say borderline... Shit like to make people uh, laugh. Yeah, like, borderline uh, um, um, offensive stuff, like, all the time, just because it's a, you're leading to a joke, you know, why pull your punches? Just keep on going with that. Yeah. You know? What are you gonna have instead? Quips and fucking puns? Like that's it. What do you? Yeah. Like yeah, you're not gonna have good comedy. It's like yeah. Honestly, yeah, it just makes more sense. But all right, what's next for you? Um, which that was also one of mine. So yeah. I was glad to jump in there. So, the uh, oh man, I can't remember the actual name of it. But like, there's a new show on Hulu. Uh, it's like Wu Tang and American Empire or something like that. Is it? It's supposed to be a new documentary about Wu-Tang Clan, right? It's not even a documentary. It's a drama series. Like, they literally are just making, like, a show about (laughs) the origins of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, my God. It's actually pretty interesting so far. So far, there's only, like, three episodes up. I think they're going to do it, like, weekly or something like that. Okay. But, like, I'm liking it so far. Although, I gotta say, maybe it's just because I never looked into, like, the history of the characters or whatever. But, like, I know pretty much everyone from the Wu-Tang by, like, their stage names so I'm like when they say the real names, you're like, huh? yeah, I'm like, who, who, who are these? Like, I got like I have an idea of who these people are supposed to be, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, there's only like three episodes, but it seems to mostly f- uh, center around like the main character Bobby is trying to uh, make it big in the music industry because he just really loves you know hip hop and music. Like he he hears it all the time and he just wants to put it out there. But at the same time, his his family seems to... I mean, his mom has, like, a night job or whatever. But, like, his brother seems to mostly make money off of, like, drugs and yeah. whatnot. And he's kind of into that, too. So he's having to struggle between, like, being a drug dealer to provide for his family while also, like, dealing with other, like, like people from other neighborhoods having, sh- like, beef with his neighborhood and stuff like that. And also trying to do his own music stuff. It's entertaining so far, and, like, I literally the last, the end of the third episode, uh, he and a bunch of his friends, like, join a, a, like, hip-hop competition, and they lose, because they, like, a bunch of people showed up as, like, teams, and, like, one of the teams won, because they were able to, like, play off each other, and so that was where he got the idea of, like, at least for the show, like, hey, we all lost individually, because, you know, none of us individually were really that great, and, like, the groups that came up were you know, they had something for them or whatever, but what next time we should try to go up as a group or whatever. So like, I'm excited to see where it goes for sure. Cause I just, I'm a huge uh, fan of Wu-Tang Clan. Like I, I like they're, it's some of my favorite rap. Like, Definitely. honestly, it's fucking great. Oh yeah. They're great. Like in, I have the entire 36 chambers, uh, album on my like playlist of like songs that would Basically, just like random songs, I'll just always listen to. It's the that's yeah. the only album where the entire set list is there. Yeah, like I, 
I like a bunch of their other albums, but like 36 Chambers, I can't I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to that one just because it's so fucking good. And then other than that, like we went to a bunch of movies at like the local Baboa Theater. Yeah, there was there was a good one. We yeah. went to Godzilla Fest. We went to Blade Runner. We went to Carpenter Fest. We went to yeah. a lot of fucking stuff. So I could probably skip over the Ghibli <clears throat> Fest stuff because like I, I basically they're all movies I've already seen before. I think I've seen pretty much all of Miyazaki's movies unless there's some random obscure one that I missed. But I saw Kiki's Delivery Service. Great. I like that movie. Although I forgot that it kind of just ends. Like there's not really much of a progression in that movie. Yeah, it's it's not one of the it's one of the lower ones for me. In, yeah, in the whole brand new of all those fucking films. Yeah, uh, Princess Mononoke is a great movie visually, but it's also like doesn't have the strongest narrative. That's probably honestly my top three. Uh, I'm not sure where though. Spirited Away though is like a fucking masterpiece in my top opinion. Five. I love that movie. Like just visually, it's it's super interesting. I love the themes of like growing up and like needing to step up and do the things that are that you need to do to get past whatever problems you're in like i love the symbolism that like uh yubaba's child is like a literal giant baby because she just like babies him all the time yeah like it's got a lot of really obvious symbolism but it's also like i really like the message that the movie put out there it's it's really great like if you only in my opinion if you only ever have the chance to see one Miyazaki movie, I wouldn't go with uh, Princess Mononoke like most people would. You best. I would go with Spirited Away. I would I mean, say Porco Rosso. Uh, oh, Porco Rosso is pretty <laughs> good Porco too. Porco Rosso is just a fun time. Um, All right. Uh, we we have like three festivals, so I don't know if we want to name yeah, any no, movie the, after that. So Carpenter Fest, like The Thing, is like one of my favorite horror movies, but I've seen that like a bunch of times before. It was just really cool seeing it on the big screen. But we, we haven't. But I had seen never though. seen The Fog. Yes, the fog. Like that was new for both of us. I really liked it. That was great. So there is two fogs out. There is like one that came out in like two thousand four, and it's like a modern take of that one. But basically, the original in the eighties, done by John Carpenter, is like this crazy this little town in California, and it was founded by these people that basically fucked over uh, this Mariner crew that had yeah. like lepers and shit and all this stuff. So basically. Yeah. Uh, we're like, oh, we don't want lepers near us, so let's just have the ship sink and stuff. Yeah. Long story short, just to make it quick, um, it is ghost zombie pirates yeah. that come through a giant fog. Basically, a giant fog just comes into the city, and wherever that fog is, is where these guys can just come out and just either kill people that they can find or go for specific targets that they're actually looking for. Uh, but uh, they're like trying to kill multiple people. They end up killing like six people i want to say which was their um their plan in the first place yeah yeah, it was like they they wanted to kill basically like the equivalent of the amount of people that fucked them over when they were first coming to the the bay area or something like that not the bay area it's like i don't know whatever it was but it's like uh, it was either north or south from here i'm not really sure it's hard to say honestly um but they said where it was i totally forget now it was something bay but it was, uh, honestly, I wasn't sure if it was a real place. I don't know. But it was honestly really cool. The effects were cool because you don't really see them. Like, you see, like, the people in costume, but only a part of them. And then when it shows the, like, 
them in the shadows, their eyes are glowing red and shit. Yeah, and it's which just, is really oh creepy. God, it's so cool. And the best part was coming out of the theater after, like, the sky was just red with the sun going down, but it was very eerie as well, and I was just like, oh, it's yeah. so perfect. Plus, living in San Francisco, it's a fucking fog city, especially yeah. living by the ocean, uh, not in the inner por- portions of the city, by, like, the bay or downtown or anything. Like, it's it's... It, it hits very close to home in a very awesome way. Like it was, it was a great time. Yeah, I really like that movie. Like I love, like the final confrontation thing where like the priest realizes like, oh shit, maybe if I check the wall again, that's where that like oh well he, he reads like further into the journal of his like great yeah, grandfather like journal of uh, and he's like oh ancestor. they melted down all the gold from that ship and made a literal giant golden cross and just hid it in the walls. Here's your gold. Yeah, he's just like gives it to the ghost guy and it like starts to like the cross starts to glow and stuff like that it was and like it was really interesting visually like i don't know i think they were gonna kill everyone until they got the gold but when they got the gold they're like we just want six then maybe yeah because they came back for him at the end which was really funny or not funny but it was really cool uh yeah so we saw that then the other carpenter movie was starman yeah which, which was, I had seen before, but it had been so long that I forgot, like, most of it. And I had never seen it. And it's Jeff Bridges as uh, an alien, so he's just making all these weird-ass movements and talking hell weird. Dude, like, he was I really, you greetings. Yeah, I, like, he was really good at that shit. Like, he pretending was, yeah, that he was someone that? learning how to be human. Like, yeah. I love, like, he, like, for, for part of, for the story purposes... The reason why this alien took the form of Jeff Bridges was because the it like found this woman's cabin and her like deceased husband had like a lock of hair in like their album book or something like that. And so it like copied his DNA and grew a body, which was like creepy segment because it literally started as like a baby and just like grew into a man. I uh, did that once. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't do it quite that fast. but you try hard enough. Yeah. So, but, like, it, it, he keeps having these funny moments where she's talking about, like, like oh, I used to love, like, doing this with, like, uh, my husband or whatever. And he's just, like, define love. <laughs> it's, it, it's a good movie. Like, I really liked it. Like, I also, like, I don't know why, but, like, maybe it's just because I'm, like, kind of sappy at heart. But, like, the, I loved later on when, like, the one guy in the government who's just, like, trying to track down the alien because he wants to meet the alien, not because he's, like, we need yeah, to study like, it. We can learn so much. Yeah. And he, uh, the alien, like, you know, starts talking to the guy. He's like, would you like to know why I uh, like you humans so much? Because you are the best at when it when times are their worst or and something the like worst that. yeah it was like wasn't it the worst when you're at the best or something or it's like when times are their worst you are at your best yeah something like that and i was like that's a really sweet message i mean it could be complete bullshit and sappy but like i like it yeah and also it had this was really it, it hit good for me because as a kid growing up watching um like one of my favorite movies is actually i think honestly arguably my favorite movie over uh overall of all time is uh, readers of the lost ark so i've always loved like indiana jones movies indiana jones is like one of my holy trinity characters next to, like batman and godzilla and of all like the you know h movie as a girl it's like leading lady in it and i've always loved karen allen as yeah. marion ravenwood and i had only seen her after that 
in Kingdom of the Crystal Soul when she came back, and I was like, I, that's the reason actually why I like that movie more than most others, uh, apart from the aliens and other bullshit. But um, seeing another, I, I never really tried to look for more movies with her in it, and this had her basically around the same. This is basically like around the same time Raiders of the Lost Ark, so it's just seeing like. Oh, uh, Marion Ravenwood's in a, it's, it's Karen Allen, completely different role. And as a kid, like, I had a crush on her, everything else. She was, like, one of my early crushes and stuff. So it was just really fun seeing her again in another film at that same age. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Like, I I love that. Because uh, she's, the, the way she does emotion, honestly, is just really, really good. And um, the whole premise of it, because it's weird, John Carpenter... A lot of his stuff is, like, always dark, dystopian, society, horror. There's always something where it's very... There's bad shit happening, and, like, there... Like, it prevails for a lot of it, but it's a, it's always very, very more... Like, it's it's not the lightest and hopefulest of movies that he has. This one is probably the most hopeful movie of his that I've ever seen, where it was just very... Like, it's his version of a romance movie. Like, that's his romance genre movie, and I... It was just... Oh, my God, it was great. It's, it's just so... Like, I've never seen a bad Carpenter movie. He's honestly, of legacy directors, he's very much, very high up there. Possibly top three or something. Like, I've never seen a bad movie. He just always hits off point. Or yeah, I never right really point. thought about it before, but he could easily be one of my top favorite directors. Yeah, he, he just does a really great job. And it's like, I don't know, he just, he makes you want to live in the 80s. If it wasn't for the fact mm. that I was a multi-ethnical and it would not work for me well that, at oh, the time. Uh. I'm white, so I'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, no problems. <laughs> I'm white. I don't have to deal with this. I'm white. So yeah. walking away. <laughs> uh, That's great. All right. Anything else you got? Uh, so th- I think the one last thing that we also went to was the Godzilla Fest. Yes. And I mean, there were there was a, a lot of movies. movies that we saw there, but I don't, I don't want to get into all of them because like most of them we'd already seen before. Yeah. Although I will say that Me- Godzilla vs. Megalon is like fucking great. <laughs> yeah, and I may, I may talk about Godzilla throughout future episodes leading up to King Kong vs. Godzilla or Godzilla vs. King Kong just because uh, I do want to rewatch them all in Japanese just because growing up I honestly only watched them in English just because as a little kid I'm not going to fucking watch subtitles. Right. I never thought about it. So I may like now that especially they're releasing the entire first era of movies, the Showa era, which is the largest. It's from the 50s through the early 80s. It's oh, made wow. one Criterion collection for the Criterion 1000 release. So it's the 1000th release for Criterion. It's made an entire collection, which you can totally get uh, very soon. Here's the kicker, though. If you wait till November when Barnes & Nobles has a crazy Criterion half-off sale, even though it just came out, it'll be a half-off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, great. because I never really buy Criterion movies, I'm probably going to be, like, looking for other shit, too, because I'm like, you know, there's probably high top-tier movies I've always wanted to watch that are, like, here that I can probably get, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the, the one pair of movies that we Each never, never would have seen, seen before... And it's, like, not Godzilla specifically. It's, like, yeah. the Toho monster. Yeah, it was uh, Frankenstein Takes Over the World, and then the sequel, War of the Gargantuas. Yeah, and well, it's... Those were weird but interesting they were really cool so the japanese take of frankenstein is like this crazy um well the whole thing is this heart gets irradiated it was literally like the heart of frankenstein yeah german frankenstein taken from germany to japan on like and it arrives in like 
Nagasaki or was it Hiroshima? I think it was Hiroshima. It arrives in Hiroshima like literally the day that the nuclear bomb gets dropped. Yeah, and so then that's it gets, like it gets irradiated, lost. and over time, grow because the whole thing they're like, yeah, the heart never dies. Yeah, it will re. It'll just regrow itself into the body of Frankenstein, basically, and because and it does that, but because the radiation, he gets really really big, and it's just a crazy movie. It's also the first appearance of Baragon, which is also a, a monster that's in two Godzilla, two or three Godzilla movies. And it's interesting just because it's like, oh, they blame Frankenstein for a bunch of shit. And then it turns out it's the it's Baragon the whole time. And they're like, yeah. oh, my God, and shit. And it's, it's really cool. At the end, he, like, falls... Um, him and Baragon fall into, like, a volcano or something. Are they No, they're in the water fighting... And then a... Or is that the second one? That was the second one. That was the second one. What happened? In the first, so the first one so was... in the first one, they just kind of like fell into a crack in the, in the world? Yes. Yeah. They, the world... The, the fucking hole in the earth just opens up and you see like fire and shit and they fall in. And so what happens, I guess, is the heart... Part of... So the whole thing they say is like, I think potentially part of Frankenstein can regrow, but I like think... Like any of, piece of Frankenstein that gets blown off. Even like so, a cell. Yeah. So I think the main heart... Or like uh, he he's from, it's either he survives or a part of him survives and basically he just uh, stays alive and is still him because he has still the same memories. Yeah. And uh, but part of him breaks off and that part becomes another monster and this is where the second movie War of the Gargantuas comes in and the whole time they're like, hey, this giant monster is eating and killing people and they're like, oh, it's Frankenstein. Holy shit, I remember this guy. And they're like, could it be Frankenstein again? And they're like, this doesn't sound like our Frankenstein. It has, like, the same scientist from the previous movie, except the, I think the woman's the same actress, but they recast the the, the, guy, yeah. the white scientist dude. And it turns out that there are two, and that uh, the original one is still very docile, doesn't attack people really. Like, I think it literally kept trying to hug the evil one instead of fight it yeah he's like hey bro how's it going like the the evil one basically is straight up just eats people yeah and the military starts fighting him and then that's when the main the original one comes in and stops it he doesn't like attack the military but it basically just gets him out of there yeah and then it turns out basically he learns that the evil one still eats people and he's just like oh fuck this shit you gotta be stopped yeah, he's just and, like no bad yeah he, and then he's like oh, I, I think i have to kill you yeah. and um they renamed them so the brown one which is the original frankenstein is sanda yeah and the evil one is gyra I believe. yeah i think so yeah and it ends with them falling into another hole but it's a volcano in the ocean yeah they literally like that they makes the itself good one... at that spot yeah <sighs> Excuse me, sorry. The the good one, like, chases the evil one out to the ocean, and they just, like, start fighting each other. I think he was, like, trying to fight him away from all the people, so there was, yeah. like, less collateral damage. And then, yeah, like, a random, <laughs> like, a random volcano just, like, pops out of the ocean and just kills them both. It was it was pretty crazy, but it was, they were they were great movies. It was a good time. It was very entertaining. The whole time I was just like, I don't think they know what Frankenstein is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, you got any more? Is that uh, is no, that all you got? We're me... closing out on an hour, oh, and I still got mine. Oh my god, for real? Yeah, dude. Jesus. Are we still the fucking news? Oh god. Uh, no, that's it for me. Thank God. <laughs> all right, so I got one, two, three, four.
uh, four, no, three, three, something. All right, real fast, Shark Week, uh, finished up Shark Week. I ended up not watching like a few of the last ones, but basically this is probably the one of the more boring years of Shark Week. Uh, in the last, at least out of the last th- couple years or so, this is the weakest. But uh, what I took from it was just like, I usually try to watch every single one except for like the talk show ones. Yeah. So going forward, I will be very, uh, I'm honestly probably just save myself time just because each of these are fucking an hour long and there's like 20 of them. I'm probably just going to be watching only certain ones I really think I'm going to be interested in just because I've realized like I can't really do that anymore. And a lot of them I'm like, good, not getting anything out of it. I'm like, there's like, okay stuff with sharks, but I'm not learning anything. Like I actually do want to learn shit. Like that's, that's one big thing I like. It's the fucking discovery channel. So I'll be a lot more selective. Like if it's a celebrity one, I'm probably going to skip it. Cause those ones are fucking boring and just, they're just trying to, they're like, please watch our shit. Like it's their new strategy now. Mm. All right. I watched, I finished Legion got the last two episodes done so i finished the series holy shit great great show whole yeah. like really i would say it's it's uh arguably one of the best superhero shows i've ever seen or comic book shows uh it's very it's you don't even realize like this is an x-men show but it doesn't feel like it at all it really did a great job i won't really reveal too much just because i really urge everyone to watch it it's only three seasons each season is only like eight episodes or something so it's not too much it's really easy to get through and each episode is just each episode is strong and it's super fucking weird and it's really fucking good and they they do stuff with xavier they bring in xavier they have farouk they have uh david is legion and they really they really close it perfectly and the way it ends you really don't expect it you're just like holy shit really it it um they get into some timeline shit oh yeah yeah they get they get some time shit going on there that's all i'll say but please watch this show it is incredible there's not gonna be future seasons they they had a specific set of uh, seasons they wanted to do because they knew exactly how they wanted to tell their story which i think is honestly really great because it it just leaves only quality in there and it's honestly a format i think other shows should take in terms of length and time where it's a limited amount and in that it's just there's no filler it just goes in completely every time but all right uh last two i watched i just binged in one night it was a long night. I binged the entirety of The Boys. Oh, yeah? yeah. It's a good time. It's very dark. Uh, just because it's like uh, the superheroes are sh- they're owned by corporations. And it's very... they're Pretty much a lot of them are assholes. Some mm-hmm. are more assholes than others. Some are assholes about specific things. But they're pretty much... Most of them are bad people. Uh, the... The guys that are trying to stop them are basically like you don't see a clear like they're basically like we got to kill the most powerful guy which his name is uh uh what was it um home homelander he's basically like superman he's blonde and he's like basically like the worst of them all and shit Uh, i won't say too much just because i don't want to spoil shit because it just came out uh dude you should really see it it's fucking good it's based on another comic i think it was in uh 
Vertigo comic or an Image comic? I forget which Amazon, one it was. Right? Huh? It's on Amazon, right? Yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime one. It's only eight episodes. And it ends with just like, oh, I can't wait for season two. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? It's There's some fucked up shit. Carl Urban is in it, and he's really fucking good in it. He plays a British dude. And I won't say anything else about his character, but there is some ridiculous shit. I will say, there's like a fucking invisible guy. The way his powers works is, like, he turns invisible, but his clothes don't. So basically, when he does his full powers, he takes off his clothes. He's just naked, <laughs> running around, just fighting people. Weird. Yeah. Right. But you have like the Superman, Superman style character that you could also say I guess is somewhat Captain America-ish I guess, but because they're just American. Uh, you have your Wonder Woman style character. You have your Batman style character. Kind of the Batman character is pretty funny, even though like he's not as imp- he's not he's very minor in comparison to the other superheroes. You have an Aquaman style character, a Flash style character. Uh, the each ones have their own specific problems and. The the, the the Aquaman character, his name is The Deep, and he's just fucking funny. It's just like, you're just, his story, you're just kind of like, I don't know what's happening right now. You don't, you don't expect the shit that happens with him. And the way it starts off, you're like, oh, this motherfucker. And then you're just kind of like, poor guy. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit poor guy. But it's every, it, a lot of the shit that happens to everyone in it, you know, like they probably deserve it when it's bad. Except for like the main character who... The whole thing is based on, like, he joins a cause against the heroes because of a tragedy that happens to him because of them. Mm. But it's, 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 it's a good time. And then the last thing, uh, you watched Invader Zim. I wanted to watch that in Rocco's Modern Life, but I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched the first Nickelodeon movie they came out with from a show I loved, which was the Hey Arnold movie, uh, or the second Hey Arnold movie, which is called the Hey Arnold Jungle, the Jungle movie. And I couldn't really fine i didn't want to pirate it so i was just like i'll actually just buy it on amazon for like five bucks on instant video that's fine and i watched it last night and dude it's if you love hey arnold just watch it that's all i gotta say really it's like it's them in a fucking jungle adventure it's about arnold's parents you will find out what happens so it, it very much closes that one question because really after the after the movie that was in theaters i think and like the show itself, you don't really have questions of what happens and everything else. And this one, like, the only thing was the parents. Like, do we ever find out about his parents? And this is basically that. They're like, oh, let's bring it back to close all the close, the, the close ends and everything else. And it, it's really great. They are, because it's not on, I guess, even though it was on Nickelodeon, they get away with some stuff. Like, I'll just say this. They feed the pig bacon in it. There's a pig in it named Abner, and they feed it bacon multiple times. And they just like you, just like huh. And uh, Mr. Wynn, one of the tenants, is just like it's very creepy. And, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, he's like, why? Let's keep feeding him bacon. And um, oh my god, it's just, dude, it, it's it's such a good. Sh- it, there's some funny shit that happens that still makes me laugh. Just because I'm like, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be as funny as it was when I was a kid. But there, there's some things that they just got me. Because honestly, they made this. They made Rocco's Modern Life. They made Invaders. This isn't for kids. It's made for the people that watched it when they were kids. Yeah. And they want the closure. They want the nostalgia. But I'm not complaining. I love it. So now that I watched that, next up for me is Rocco's Modern Life and then Invaders. In. So I'm excited for those. But that's all I watched. That's all you watched. We're an hour in. And we got a <sighs> shit ton of D23 news. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I was hoping for it to be around an hour and a half 
Uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, mm-hmm. We just have a f- couple of news pieces before the uh, D23 shit that we're going to basically go crazy into. Uh, I might save one for... La- we're we're going to save Spider-Man for last because that's going to take a while. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. All right. All right. First up, there was just a trailer for a new movie called Underwater. Uh, it has uh, Kirsten... What's her name? Um, from What's the girl's name from Twilight? Kristen Stewart. 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 All right. She's in it along with, um, what's his face from Deadpool, the comedian? Deadpool's friend. Oh. Yeah. The guy from. From Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. He's in it. I don't remember his name. Well, he's in it. Um, And a few other actors are in it and actresses are in it that I don't remember already. I've already forgot who's in it. Basically, uh, it's a new movie where it's like a, it's, the fuck, how do I describe it? Uh, I think like a mining, a mining station at the bottom of the ocean, and they basically dig up something and it's trying to kill them. And it's like a new, uh, I guess. Uh, T.J. Miller. That's that's who it was. T.J. Miller. Oh, yeah. So, I was like, yes, only because I'm excited because I all of a sudden I see this new resurgence of aquatic based horror films. Like I, I haven't seen The Crawl yet. But I really want to still see that or see it's just called crawl the one with the gators and the hurricane yeah. and shit. So like I, I see this and I'm just like ooh I just I just need some I don't know if it's gonna be that good or if it's gonna be corny but I just need some good fucking some good sea flicks you know some sea horror like I love that shit. All right, uh, we got the title for Bond number twenty five. No time to die. Okay. And it releases this April, April 8th. So it's coming pretty fast. So this is going to be an interesting movie. We already talked about the details of it before, but just now we got the title. We got, we already know the cast previously. I'm not going to reiterate it because it's going to take more time. But now uh, all we got is just waiting on that trailer. The trailer's coming, guys. Excited. Uh, Matrix number four. Yeah, I can't believe they're doing another one. They're bringing back... Uh, they've confirmed um, Keanu Reeves and, and Carrie Ann Moss. That's her name. Uh, who played Trinity. So basically both characters that died are coming back for the fourth Matrix. I don't know how that works. But we'll see what happens with I that. I forgot Trinity died. He, only Morpheus lived. Along with like Link and other non-main characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, we're going to get another Matrix movie because obviously... Keanu Reeves is fucking, he is the trend, and he is delicious and wonderful, and everyone, wa- everyone wants a taste of Keanu Reeves, so they're putting him in everything they can, video to, games, movies, to, uh, honestly guys, fucking make him Time Man of the Year, put that man in Time Magazine, damn it. I mean, to evoke Mugatu, Keanu, yeah. so hot right now. Plus, it's like, you know, remember that South Park episode where Kenny has the PSP, and they're like, he, God wants to make you his Keanu Reeves, Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, and they gave him a Keanu Reeves statue. Like, you know, just you just got to do it. All right, uh, another piece. Uh, the last piece before Disney th- D23. Uh, Uncharted. More shit. Uh, Dan Trackenberg, which I said before, he's the fifth director. And like, oh, it's cool. We're having it finally. You just exited the film. Cool. Five directors down, y'all. Uh, so they're working on getting the sixth one. Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Holland, still Nathan Drake. They said they're still aiming for their film time they were going to start with. They're not stopping that. So re- all they need is a new director. At least to, to stay on the course they were at. 
So they, uh, they said a... the script is staying so and they... Tom Holland is staying. The, huh. the start, the film time is staying. They just need another director. We'll see what happens. We'll Weird. keep you all updated with the, when they announce that finally. But honestly, we'll probably hear it pretty soon just because of the time it's, if they want to start filming the way they want to film, they got to do it soon. All right, here we go, guys. D23 news. Uh, it's not going to be in sections of things like you're going to get Star Wars and then Pixar and then Marvel and then Star Wars and Disney and other shit. Like, it's going to be all over the place. But I have it so every show or movie, will, everything related to it will be under that specific show or movie. But we're going to start off with, honestly, the probably most exciting thing from it, The Mandalorian. I'm wicked excited for that. I, I It's funny because I'm like, Star Wars movies, I'm just like, ah, fuck it, episode eight, ruined my life. It didn't really, but it's just, you know what I mean, it's fucking episode eight. Uh, but The Mandalorian, just I'm just like, my space western is coming, I'm so excited. Uh, we got uh, casting. Dude, Ming fucking IG-88's when... gonna be in it. What? Fucking IG-88's gonna be in it. IG-11. IG-11? Yeah, it's, I think it's one of his bodies or whatever. I'm not sure how it works. Interesting. Uh, the, um, Ming-Na Wen, a.k.a. the voice of Mulan from the animated ship movie, a.k.a. Agent May from, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, wait, she was Mulan? Apparently, yes. Oh my god. Uh, she's joining the cast, uh, we don't know who she is yet. Uh, apparently, in an interview with, uh, Carl Weathers, uh, Carbonite is a form of punishment for the prisoner when they do that because it's like the most horrible thing you could do to someone besides killing them is literally freezing them in yeah. a block yeah yeah that actually i mean i guess so but it was it, it was interesting to hear him say that but i was like oh, i never really thought of it that way i just never i you know you're just like it's carbonite and then well, you think about it, it's like you know that's it fucked up it didn't look fun for han solo <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh we got the trailer and the poster. The poster was fucking awesome, but the trailer, holy shit! So the music sounds fucking tight. The the just the cinematography looks fucking awesome because it doesn't have that cinematic like Disney movie. Like it doesn't have that Star Wars movie feel of it being like you know what I mean. Like you have that specific style of color and everything else that makes it feel like you're in a theater watching it. This is much more gritty. This is much more like it feels like a TV show. But a very, very high budget TV show. Yeah. And I mean, like, basically it's on, in all the right ways where it's like, it doesn't feel like it, it feels like that fake movie stuff. It feels, it looks like a Western, but it's a Star Wars Western. And I'm so excited about this. And you see, you see glimpses of Carl Weathers. You see glimpses of Gina Carano. You see glimpses of, I forget what's his name from Revolution and other movies, but he's playing the, uh, the moff that is in charge of the Imperial Remnant in that area. You see a lot of Pedro Pascal's The Mandalorian. So you got fucking Ober and Martell running around Star Wars, basically bounty hunting, and there's no mountain to kill him this time. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm just, oh my god, it looks so good. Everyone, just watch that fucking trailer. If you could watch any trailer from D23, that is one you need to watch for sure, easily. It is so cool. It's so exciting. Like we're getting that in November. That's. That is the first thing I am watching on Disney Plus for sure. As much as I want to binge The Simpsons, which I'll do that eventually after other stuff. Dude, there's gonna be like so like we went from. Oh wait, there. Remember Disney? Disney is releasing everything weekly. 
Oh, yeah. So you're not binging it, which makes life a little bit easier because all you got to do is watch everything that comes out day one. And you could actually probably do that then. And then all the stuff they have. Actually, that that I you want to talk about this just for a second. For Actually, you know what? We'll save it for it. Uh, we'll talk about it now. Well, Disney I was Plus. just about to say, like, we literally went from, like, thinking what could Disney possibly put on their streaming service to justify, like, a $10 a month or whatever. Now we're like... There's too many things. Yeah, it's fucking killer. And it's like, it's not as much as Netflix, but then it's not as much. Then Netflix has a lot of shit there, too. Yeah. Uh, it, it honestly well, seems like, like every South single Park thing joke. Disney's. Like, hello, this is Netflix. Netflix. You've been greenlit. Yep, pretty much. Like, that's actually it. But, like, they they have. Not every single thing I've seen announced, I'm probably going to watch. Almost every single thing, actually. But I'm not, I'm not sure what Halle's coming to school yet. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, I just really want to watch all of it. But it's so many shit. So with all that stuff, how are you going to binge all that? How are you going to watch all those things? How are you going to choose which one? Making it weekly? And it's like, yeah, it makes you ensure that you have to buy it every month. Fuck it. Who cares? Like, you're going to buy it any month anyway. You have that shit. Everyone has that shit on auto pay. No one even has to complain about that. They can't. Uh, what I think is this helps because it keeps everything under control. You can watch everything you need to because there's so many things coming out at once. You watch all your Disney shows, your Star Wars shows, your Marvel shows, your movies, and then... You run out for a sec before the next week. Oh no, what are you going to do? Oh wait, there's everything existing beforehand available at your fingertips. Yeah. Like 30 seasons of, or like whatever seasons. Like a shit ton of seasons Simpsons. of Simpsons, all the Marvel movies. Like, I, you just don't even have to tell me anything else. You literally just say Simpsons and I go, I'm fucking literally now busy for perpetually months. Not to mention, they, they also are throwing like, National Geographic in there, and I like my documentaries. Oh, yeah, and we got some National Geographic, new, National Geographic news coming, too. All right, so we'll get, uh, that's probably, we'll get a little bit shorter, because some of them are just announcements, but okay. So they announced three more Marvel shows. Coming. Yeah. Nothing, no details, so it's just the titles right now. And, like, but I'm, logos. like, excited, though. Miss Marvel. Yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. And fucking Moon Knight. Yeah, dude. It's, like, I got excited, so, like... All three characters are characters I enjoy. Like, all these Marvel characters are characters I... I may not necessarily read specifically She-Hulk, but I've always liked that character. Like, it's always been really cool seeing, like, uh, a Hulk that just is like, hey, how's it going? I'm a lawyer. And you're just yeah, like, she's a what fucking the lawyer. fuck? Like, she's not losing control and shit. It's just, like, Hulk that can drive the car easily. Yeah, basically, she mastered the ability to control her Hulk side, like, way before Bruce ever did. Yeah. And so, yeah, She-Hulk, Bruce Banner's cousin. And then we got Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, which it's like, like I said, like this is the only Marvel that matters besides Captain Marvel, not the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. I'm talking about like Billy Bats and Captain Marvel, yeah. DC Captain Marvel. But Miss Marvel is awesome. She's a Pakistani superhero. This is going to be great. I'm really excited for this because uh, she honestly is one of the best modern characters that have been created recently. Besides I've heard that. like Ma her and Miles Morales Spider Man. But now that, uh, like, we'll see some stuff from DC now because uh, the guy that created Spider-Man, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, is at DC now. And he already created a new character named Naomi. And she's this African-American girl. And she will be, like, they just had a small series with her. And it was actually really good. And we'll see, probably be seeing more of her later. Anyway, but yeah, so we're getting those three shows. No release dates or anything else. We probably won't for a while. This is probably going to be phase four. Five, 
shows because they already announced the entire slate for phase four. So don't expect this stuff until about 2022, 2023. All right. Sorry, I had to breathe for a second there, guys. All right. Uh, our National Geographic's show is coming. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh. And there was a trailer. So it's literally... I missed that trailer. I, like, I love Jeff Goldblum, It's though. literally Jeff Goldblum, the entire show, guys. Jeff Goldblum just doing shit. And basically has no knowledge of how to do these things. So he goes, uh, goes how do you do these things? And it's just Jeff Goldblum there, though. Sold. It's like, it's so it. easy. Just fucking, yeah. All right, I'm in. Dude, he, without even trying, he was, like, one of the best parts of, like, Thor Ragnarok. He was fucking so funny. It's his, it's his sex pleasure barge. <laughs> he, uh... In, in the trailer, even... he basically says, like, you'll watching this trailer, you'll know if you want to watch this or not. He straight yeah. up just says it. It's like, why would you hand me the Melty Stick? That wasn't uh, Capital Offense. <laughs> so I'll be probably watching this after The Mandalorian. I'll be like, oh, that was great fucking Star Wars Western. I'm going to go watch Jeff Goldblum talk about shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Eternals news. So they got some news for the Eternals. Kit Harrington is joining the cast as Dane Whitman. Yeah. In the comics, Dane Whitman is the third Black Knight, who is this cool Black Knight. He's like black armored knight um, that just does shit in the Marvel world. I don't know exactly how that's going to fit in with a bunch of cosmic people, or cosmic god people, but we'll see how that goes. And I'm excited for this for one reason, guys. We're going to have Rob Stark and Jon Snow in a movie together. I want you guys to think about that. And I want that they're going to see each other and be like, we did it. We're alive again. <laughs> it's going to be great. I just, I just want them to see each other. And they're gonna be like, I want in the middle of the film, this shit's happening. And you just see them both give each other a look. Just a nod. It's just like, we did it. And That's in the it. background, you slight, you gently hear, do, 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 <laughs> no, 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 you're not going to hear that. You're going to no. hear the Stark violins. Oh yeah. That would yeah. work. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> And then uh, we also got the full costume reveals uh, on the. They showed like the full costumes uh, on a screen behind the cast. It looked pretty crazy, actually. If I can, I might go in and just see if I can. Because do we know the whole cast of who's in it? Basically, I don't know if we know the whole cast. We know a shit ton of them. Like um, Angelina Jolie is going to be in it. Uh, oh God, what that? Camille Nanjiani is in there uh, you see i there's a full there's the article that shows the thing also shows the entire uh it shows all of their uh what do you call it um i think where is it it's somewhere damn it there's so many fucking articles guys i, I have in here it's like it's terrible all right I, get I like hayek is gonna be in there some yeah some hayek was actually at the center stage if i remember correctly yeah uh Brian Tyree Henry is gonna be Fastos, but like him, I like. Uh, he's from uh, I've I know him from Atlanta. As, oh, like, yeah, I found it. Found it. Found it. Paper <laughs> boy. Okay, I fucking love that guy. So here we go. We've got full cast includes Richard Madden as Icarus, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Selma Hayek as Ajak, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Don Lee as Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie as Thena. All these, so the Eternals are all of these big characters I've never heard of. Yeah, but it's gonna be exciting with well. this cast in a giant movie of cosmic beings. Um, it'll be interesting. 
I, I'm honestly really excited just to see something random like this, just because it's it's much different than other shit we've gotten before. All right, next thing we got to keep going. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, we've got some new casting. So Emily Van Camp, aka Sharon Carter from Winter Soldier and Civil War, will be will be returning for this show. Uh, which makes sense because that's all kind of like that whole Cap universe, but this is everything without Cap, basically. And then we also have Riot, R Wyatt Russell will play Agent John Walker, which apparently is a Captain America replacement by the U.S. government. I don't know if he'll end up being bad or good or whatever, but we'll see. Uh, he might be like an antagonist specifically to Falcon, or like at, at least to the legacy of Steve Rogers, I'm not really sure. We also got a cool poster which shows them in uh, different outfits. Uh, you see, uh, have you seen it yet? The posters? For the Eternals? No, I'm talking about, I've been talking about Falcon. And oh, Falcon. sorry. Yeah, Falcon. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, so it's, uh, All I know is that they. Yeah, so Winter Soldier's got a completely new getup. It's just like a black suit. It looks like a stealth suit. Well, all I know is that they. Actually, you know what? It, it's, it's. No, it's, yeah, it's still, uh, it's not the same as the comic suit. This is, like, a post-comic suit. It's not the same. Supposedly, the, at least one of the villains for the show is gonna be Z Zemo? Yeah, Helmet Zemo. We talked yeah. about it before. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or at least I think we did. I thought we did. Anyway, alright. Next thing. So, WandaVision has some characters. So, it's, it's crazy. A, b a bunch of these shows are having characters return from previous movies. But the cool thing about the WandaVision one is it has characters from movies that weren't related to Wanda and the Vision at all. So Kat Dennings, uh, who played Darcy Lewis from Thor. Remember that? She was uh, yeah. one of the scientists with Jane Foster. Oh yeah, she Jane was already Foster. in the Marvel Universe. She is going to be in WandaVision, as well as uh, Randall Park, who played Agent Jimmy Woo. He was uh, the parole officer for Ant-Man, for Scott Lang, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, specifically, those two characters are coming back, which is interesting, because I'm assuming Jimmy Woo is going to be, like, a liaison to Scarlet Witch in, in that case, but I'm not too sure. Also, uh, they said there's a new person who's being... Uh, who is it? Catherine Han is joining the cast as, quote, a nosy neighbor. Okay. So... The poster is what gives it away, but also they talked about it. The show is going to be, like, it seems like it's going to be the most obscure of any of the Marvel stuff so far. It's going to be, like, a sitcom. That's weird. And it looks like it's set in the 50s or 40s just by the poster. Huh. Which brings up two questions. Is it Vision doing this or is it Scarlet Witch doing this? Because Scarlet Witch can bend reality and shit yeah. and go really weird. So maybe it's her power unlocking and doing that. If I had my guess, I would say it's Wanda losing her mind from losing Vision and just trying to make a reality where she does still have him. Because that... Which the interesting thing there is it looks like it also takes from the most recent Visions uh, comic, which was actually written by Tom King, the current Batman writer, uh, which gets into Vision getting his own family. Yeah. And it gets basically really fucked up. And Tom King's really, like, he's an Eisner Award winning. He recently has been getting, like, an Eisner Award. I think for Mr. Miracle was the newest one that he did. 
Uh, well, I, I think I know. Never mind. What am I saying? I fucking he's one of my favorite writers. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it sounds like they're taking from that because uh, like the whole perfect family thing going on and everything else. They're doing that with one envision. Uh, we'll s- see how that goes. Um, should be interesting, honestly. And then the third show, Loki. Uh, they said the show will answer these questions. Where did Loki go after Endgame when he took the Tesseract? And this is, remember, this is Loki from the first Avengers movie. That is the timeline that he's from. So pre, like... No Thor 2, no Thor 3. Yeah, pre-redemption arc. Yeah. And then, uh, so we got where he go. what happens to him after that, obviously. Uh, Can Loki ever make a friend? Interesting. (laughs) Uh, You think about that, really. The only friend he really had was Thor. On and off, really. And it's questionable at best. And then, will the sun ever shine on him again? Which means, like, who knows? Uh, depending on how this goes... I think that's could, a reference to, like... He could re-enter the MCU. Well, that'd be interesting, but, like, in... Uh, in, in Shit. Was it in... Uh, Infinity War? Where he was like, don't worry, brother, the sun will shine on us again? And he said Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. When he does. Yeah. Forgot about that. Alright, uh... Muppets Now is coming to Disney Plus, a short form series that is unscripted, so it's gonna be a new Muppet show. And apparently, they had Kermit on the stage talking about it, and then a legal guy came out and told me couldn't say certain things. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Clone Wars was dated to come, so the final season of Clone Wars will be arriving to Disney Plus in February 2020. So not too far off, guys. We're getting, we're finally getting it. I'm so excited. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi the show yeah they're making a Kenobi show with the like, second Ewan biggest McGregor. announcement or the, the biggest surprise at D23 Whole, so Ewan McGregor is coming back to play Obi-Wan Kenobi for a show so it's funny because they're like I remember when they were like we're making a solo spinoff and we want to do Yoda one too and a Boba Fett one and I was like yo yo, I'm gonna say fuck that to the Han Solo one I'm gonna say fuck that to the Yoda one maybe give me the Boba Fett one and I'll take the Obi-Wan one mm-hmm. and then yeah that's all I want and then they canceled the Obi-Wan and the Boba Fett ones because of everything else thanks Han Solo and now we're getting the show and I'm like yes fucking show because that's better than a movie guys because it's cinematic style still but instead of it for i don't know two hours we're getting it to at least six because all these shows they do some of them are limited series they're at least six episodes or six episodes so at the very least we're getting basically three times the amount of a movie time which is pretty great and it's probably still around the same budget. And uh, to an extent, alright. But it's it's still really cool. And obviously this is going to be taking place in between episode 3 and 4. So we're going to see how this goes and when it's going to come. Because obviously we already got all the other Star Wars shows coming. Animated and live action. So this is way down the line. But now we know it's on the way. Which is really awesome. Alright. Completely different. James Allen. Did you ever watch Lizzie McGuire when you were a kid? No, not really. All right, so this is a show that Hilary Duff was in. Basically, that was like her thing. Like Shia LaBeouf had even Stevens and stuff. This is hers. And they're bringing back Lizzie McGuire with a sequel series. 
Interesting. Yes, I'm actually excited. I was like, oh shit, dude, leaves him McGuire, let's do this! So, Hilary Duff is returning to start, and the creator of the show, Terry Minsky, is coming back too. Lizzie will be 30 years old in New York, and she will be an apprentice to a decorator. And I think she's also engaged to someone too. And basically, Lizzie McGuire shit happens. One of the best parts is there's an animated version of her that was voiced by Hilary Duff that's basically like her mind, her conscience, or like, yeah, just her, her brain basically like talking about shit behind the scenes when it's happening. Like, I can't believe you said that. Oh my God, this is happening. It's like basically anything she's thinking, it's her little cartoon that uh, says it. And so that's coming back too. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, there, I didn't watch it yet, but there's a trailer for the new High School Musical series coming. I actually liked the show, the movies when they came out. I didn't really give two shits about most of the songs. It was just like a fun thing. It was just Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, and you're like, all right, yeah, that was a good fucking fun time. I actually never watched the third movie because it was in theaters, and I didn't want to pay for it. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll wait. So I'm sure it'll be on here, and I can watch it, but like... It seems like it's just a reboot in, sh- in like show form, so they're just going to extend it and just do probably the same story or something similar. I am, depending on how the trailer looks, I'm tempted to see it, but this could be one of those shows that come out that I'm like, ah, this is the one Disney Plus thing I'm not going to watch. But we'll see. You, Dan, James, do you care about High School Musical? Do you do you care about the might and wonder and magic that is singing in high school on a lunch table? Not really. I don't uh, think I've okay. watched a single one of them. Ah, oh, shit, dude. You gotta go soaring and flying. For those who watch it, you'll understand that reference. Ah. Exactly. Alright, next up. Uh, there's gonna be a new show coming, animated Toy Story show, called Forky Asks a Question. It'll be starring Forky from Toy Story 4. So Forky is literally the fork that isn't Toy Story 4. Weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it's gonna be about. I'm assuming it's gonna be a very small show very like probably these little shorts yeah i can't imagine that going on for too long yeah and then we got another pixar show this is very interesting that they made this or they're making this monsters at work so that is related to monsters inc it is directly related so or not with the same characters so they haven't said the names of the characters but they showed the designs of them the main monster is played by ben feldman and he's a monster basically that graduates school as the top scare. So he trained his whole life to be a great scare. He joins the company, the monster, you know, the power company, right when they switch to laughing power. Oh, uh, and so, so he So, like, know. at that point, right? So it's, how. like, technically right after the first movie. Uh, so he basically has to, I guess it's, like, him joining, but he only knows how to scare. So it's probably him learning. Or it's a whole thing where, I guess, you go to school for a certain job. And right when you finish, they change how that job works. So it's mm. actually kind of relatable to certain types of jobs, but it's going to be, it sounds pretty cool. And Aisha Tyler will be in the show playing his mom. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got some episode nine news. So this is one of the bigger ones. Definitely not the last though. we got. So, okay. First up, uh, we got. Some info on Carrie Russell's character, Zori Bliss. Basically, she's a character that is friends, old friends with Poe Dameron, and she's a criminal, so she might fit that kind of bounty hunter-ish point that the the movies usually have. Like, actually, if you think about it, James, this trilogy hasn't really had a bounty hunter. Like, we had Jango Fett in the first uh, in the prequels. We had Boba Fett 
and all the other cool ones in the original trilogy. This one hasn't had one, so potentially, You're right? Maybe I would say the closest one that you could think of that I could think of would be like, and it's not she's not a bounty hunter, Captain but Phasma. Captain Phasma. Nah. She has that similar like feel of like someone hunting down the main character, but she doesn't really do that. Either. Yeah, so that's why I, that's a, that's a, like, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, no, yeah. I it's just like I read the comics based on her, and I read the book based on her, and she. She has that survivor mentality of, yeah. like, do whatever it takes to make sure she comes out on top, but she still works for the First Order, and in, in the, at least for the t- first two movies, they don't really use her effectively at all. Yeah. And, uh, Sori, yeah, so Sori Bliss, uh, played by Carrie Russell, could be that bounty hunter just for that movie. We'll see what happens, uh, and then potentially it sounds like she'll be helping the Resistance in this as well. Uh, we got a new poster which has Rey and Kylo Ren fighting. You've seen it, right? It's like, they're like fighting. It seems like they're in space, but they're like locking lightsabers. Like, uh, and in the background is the Emperor. He is like overshadowing it. Tell me you've seen that. Mm, I'm not 100% sure. I can I would imagine I have. Well, it, it's it's really cool. But it's it's like a classic looking poster. Um, just because the Emperor's face in the back, it looks, it kind of looks fan fiction-y, but it, at the same time, it just, it, I love having the Emperor's face in the background. It's just so, it feels very, I want to say honestly, kind of retro-ish, the way they have the style of it. Uh, but then also, we got something else during that, James. We got a sizzle reel. And in that sizzle reel, they go through the entire uh, Skywalker saga. I did see that trailer, or that poster, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So they go through that uh, the Skywalker saga. You see them start off with uh, the prequels, and it's really funny. Or no, they started off with the original trilogy. I want to say. Or was, do you remember how it went? Sorry. The new trailer. Oh yeah, it showed the. Um... Which one happened first, the trill, the originals, or the prequels that they show? Huh. I'm going to say the trilogy. All right. Original trilogy. I thought it was the original trilogy. I don't remember yeah. seeing any of the uh, pre- the Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, so they showed the original trilogy, and it's kind of drawn out a little bit. Like, they, they take their time with all f- all the three films, and then they're, they're, it's like it's a full continuation basically just showing the Skywalker saga. And then it, <laughs> they get to the prequels, and you just see the duration of those ones diminish, in, it, like, greatly from the from the original trilogy like it's like each original trilogy gets like 10 to 15 seconds each prequel one gets like five seconds and they just go through it faster like get out of here Uh, especially for episode two i think they like ran through that one fast it was hella funny but then they go they show episode seven and then they show episode eight and then they actually show some new footage for episode nine i guess it's not technically trailer number two but basically it's like close enough and you see some new footage of it, like you have Rey and Kylo Ren fighting at this area, like it seems like at the Death Star uh, ruin area, I think. Um, you see like there's like a festival going on when they're in the desert. It looks like they basically stepped into Burning Man. I'm not really sure what's going on. It just yeah, seems like they found Burning Man. Uh, and then at the end... It's basically talking about, oh, and you have, I think they should Lando again. No, that was in the previous trailer. But they have a dark ray. 
So it's Ray that has a crazy flip double lightsaber. So it's like one lightsaber and then the other one flips out of nowhere and you're like, what the fuck? And it like it just shows her very it's like dark side ray. So she's like Sithy and whatnot. And everyone's like, oh my god, what does it mean? Oh my god, Ray's going to the dark side, everything else. And I'm just like looking at all these reactions. And I'm like laughing. I'm like, are these fucking people serious? Like, is this uh, do they actually believe this? Like, come on. Really? Really? Are, are, are people that gullible? Are news outlets that gullible? Yeah. I don't know if it's like... It, it's a fucking vision. Most likely. That's the most likely explanation. Because I, I seriously can't imagine how they would have a movie where in one movie they have Rey fighting Kylo Ren on the top of something near the Death Star or whatever... And then in the same movie, have Rey also go, like, full dark side. Like, I mean, now that we know Palpatine is in it, if the fucking Emperor is in it, this is going to be a Emperor-related dark vision that he probably does with her. And that's going to be, like I said, it's, I I can almost, I am, like, 99% sure this is a vision. Like, I am almost positive. Like, I'm not even... If it doesn't happen like that in the movie, I'll probably, honestly, that'll be the more shocking thing, is if I'm like, oh my god, it's real. But it, it doesn't seem, I, I, it's it's a vision. It's a vision, guys. Come on. Like, it is. That's it. It's not, it's, it's not even, like, a big deal. Even though everyone seems like to make it is. Make it that it is a big deal. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think it's a little weird that the lightsaber flips in half, but at the same time, like, since the first moment I saw Rey, like, and it became clear that she was going to be the Jedi. It always seemed like she was going to have, like, a staff lightsaber. Yeah, I was like, well, she already fights with a staff. Wouldn't it be awesome to see a Jedi with a double-sided, a double-sided lightsaber? Well, they do that in the Old Republic cinematics. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I honestly, no, I honestly thought she was going to have, like, a lightsaber staff, so it's going to be, like, a long pole lightsaber or something. Yeah. Th that always seemed more upper alley, I think. But all right. Uh, no, a double-bladed would be cool. Uh, Black Panther news. Black Panther 2 has a release date coming May 6, 2022. So this is the second Phase 5 movie coming. They're, they're already basically going like, yeah, Phase 4 is not even started yet, but here's Phase 5. Fuck it, why not? Uh, we still know first Phase 5 movie is Blade, so this will be the second one. So in the same year, in February, we're going to get Blade. Uh, like, three months later, we get Black Panther 2. Good year so far. Sounds like a good time. Alright, we got a photo for the upcoming movie, Cruella. So it's a Cruella Deval movie. It's a prequel to 101 Dalmatians, so it's not, like, directly like the cartoon. And I guess technically they had two live-action movies, actually. Uh, or one. One or two. Whatever. Uh, Emma Stone. I, I We talked about it here before, I'm pretty sure, but Emma Stone is playing her, and it's, like, how she be, why she becomes what she is. And, it like, has her in a crazy, like stylish outfit that's like punk rockish and they say basically it's like the 80s it's punk rock britain and shit or something like that so i was like yeah dude this is gonna be a crazy time and it has like the two villainous uh minions that she has like the two thugs from the cartoon are there as well so it's and she has like three dalmatians on a leash so it's it's curious how that's going to go exactly, like how this starts out, how it ends. Because now we know the reason she looks like that is because she's just punk rock. So that's interesting. And it doesn't even look like Emma Stone either. 
Yeah, they did a good, a good job on her. She actually just looks like Cor- uh, Corella Deville. Yeah, it, it was it was well done. All right, we got. So I got to start looking at the articles now. Damn, uh, we got details now on the other Pixar movie coming out after. Uh, what's it called? Onward is that one with Chris Pratt and. Uh, how did I just forget Spider Man's name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, they're like the, oh, the yeah, fantasy animated thing. fantasy suburb one or whatever. Yeah, yeah it looks cool. Uh, literally, like three months after that is a second Pixar movie. They're not even like in different areas of the year. They're just straight up like practically in the same season. Uh, is Soul. So Soul stars Jamie Foxx as the main character, Joe Gardner, who is a music teacher or a high school band teacher who wants to be a jazz musician. And I guess things are about to go, he, he, he like dies right before he's about to get that dream come true. And his soul goes to, what the fuck's it called? Uh, ends up at a soul seminar. So it's like, I guess where all these souls go to after someone dies. And basically that's what the movie's about. I don't really know anything. They don't really tell too much about it. There's no trailer or anything yet. But you have Jimmy Fox's main character, Joe Gardner. Uh, you have... Felicia Rashad will play Joe's mother, Leba. Joe's neighborhood nemesis, Paul, is voiced by David Diggs. Or David Diggs. Questlove plays Curly. And 22 is played by Tina Fey. Also, guys, just letting you know, a lot of this is from IGN articles just because they have the best coverage of, like, both games and film. So it's the easiest to draw from. So this is directly from their article on it just because it was easier than typing it all down unlike the other stuff I usually do. But, uh, yeah, this comes in June. Uh, it's quite soon, actually. Which, like I said, it's crazy that it's coming that soon after uh, Onward. But it's uh, June 19th, 2020. Onward comes out March 6th, 2020. But it's all part of Disney's overall give-me-the-fucking-year plan where they're just taking yeah. the entire damn year. I forgot they even had that. Yep. All right, next up. Speaking of, though, uh, this is actually, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this. Disney announced a new Disney animated movie. So this is called Raya and the Last Dragon. So is it's described as an epic fantasy adventure centering around Raya, a lone warrior on a quest to find the last dragon. Uh, this character is described as fearless and passionate and a winning charm about her. So this is the cool thing. Cassie Steele. James, you know her as Tammy from Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's the voice of Raya. And the dragon is voiced by uh, Aquafina. Weird. Okay. Yeah, and I'm just like, and now it's ruined. Hmm. Damn it. Uh, and the dragon's name is Sisu. Uh, quick disclaimer, guys. The reason I do not like Aquafina in movies is because I watched Neighbors 2, and she was the main reason that movie, like, any part that was not good was because she was in it. Because I just, I'm sorry, I just cannot take her voice. It's just like, and I'm just like, I don't want to listen to this person talk. I just can't, I can't do it. It's just so, it's like, how many fucking cigarettes did you smoke? Holy shit. It's huh. fucking crazy. Uh yeah, no, it's, I, I can't, I can't do her voice. I'm really like it's. Um, I don't know why. I just she's gonna be the fucking seagull in Little Mermaid too. 
Weird. Yeah, I'm like, God, stop, stop putting her in everything, please. I beg you. Uh, the movie's going to be directed by Paul Briggs, he and uh, Dean Wallens. So they worked on Big Hero 6 and Frozen. So it's big stuff. Uh, here's the really cool part, though. So this movie, it's, it's very Asian in terms of the way they're going about it. The cool part is because, you know, there's honestly the only Asian Disney movies are Mulan, which is specifically Chinese. And I don't think there's anything else, really. We had the Pixar short Bao, which is Pixar, not the mainline Disney. I always talk about mainline Disney, really. Uh, Bao is more uh, Chinese-American. And then uh, we had another short that was Indian with little Indian superheroes with toys. That was kind of cool, actually. And this is specific. So I was hoping, like, I was like, when are they going to do a Japanese movie? When is Disney going to have some Japanese character? This isn't that, but they go to, they do uh, Southeast Asia, which is really cool. So it's going to be, the the production team traveled to Laos, Thailand, Cambodia, and Indonesia to get inspiration for, quote unquote, the beautiful and diverse cultures of Southeast Asia, because the world itself is, uh, what's the land called? Uh... The fictional world of Kumandra, an ancient earth that venerates and worships the dragons. So, this is going to be a South, a South, uh, Southeast Asian inspired movie, which is honestly, I never thought that would happen. To be honest, like it's just it never pops up because you always think Asian, Chinese, or Japanese, maybe Korean, because usually those are the big ones that anyone thinks of when you hear the word Asian. It's just, it's just what's the most dominant in terms of popularity of culture of food of just everything around if you go san francisco here we have a chinatown we have a japantown and there's like a in part of japantown and like nearby there's a very big korean populace as well so those normally are like the ones that you hear about or think about just because you think oh i'm gonna go get chinese food i'm gonna go get sushi I'm gonna go get Korean barbecue. Though, then again, there's Bami, which is fucking Orpha. Great Vietnamese food. Good times. But yeah, sorry. Getting off topic here, but just really big there. Uh, excited for this movie as well. Um, next up, we have Frozen 2 details. So, Frozen 2 is going to have some uh, interesting stuff. The mom's coming back. Okay. Uh, her name's Queen. Uh, Queen. What's it called? Queen Iduna. So voiced by uh, Rachel Wood, or Evan Rachel Wood, and then a new character named Lieutenant Matthias is coming in, voiced by uh, Sterling K. Brown. So it sounds like they're they're going two routes here. There's going to be the main story that's happening where uh, the the gang goes to a mythical enchanted forest and something happens that's threatening Arendelle. Probably not Weasel Town this time. Fucking Weasel Town. Uh, there's going to be a flashback set of scenes throughout the movie that I guess seems like it's about the mom and possibly the dad, I think, too. I'm not sure what timeline it's going to be in part of, but I'm assuming it'll be throughout, I guess, them growing up or something. I'm not really sure. But we're going to get that, too. 
So that's interesting. Um, and then this movie comes out. Uh, all right, I can't. Doesn't it come out this November? I don't know. I think really. it do, I think that's the November Disney movie that's coming out. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so we got that, and then we have a trailer for a Disney Plus movie. So it's not going in theaters, but Lady and the Tramp live action. Oh, you're right. It was November 22nd. Ha! Without even looking, because I couldn't find it. So, dude, Lady and the Tramp. Uh, did you like the cartoon movie? Yeah, I liked it. So, it. I'm excited for this movie. Not really because of the movie itself, but uh, I, I watching the trailer, I was cracking up, dude. I knew all this, like, a lot, half the places shown. I was like, I walked there. I've been there. I've seen that shit. A lot of it was filmed in Savannah. Oh. So, I saw, like, uh, they showed Jones Street. They showed Forsyth Park. They showed the the river between Georgia and South Carolina because there is a little like steamboat type boat, whatever that they go on. And it's also in the area, so they probably use that boat. Uh, it was cool watch. It, it's always cool seeing something that's like more obscure. Like it's easy to film San Francisco. That's like so well known, but seeing stuff in like Savannah, Georgia, I was like, oh shit, I've been here, dude. I live here for four years, and it was just awesome seeing that. Even cooler, I got two friends that worked on it, so I'm excited to watch it now because uh, they were on the production, not post production, but they're on the set. Uh, just shout out to Orna Margo, even though I know <laughs> you guys don't listen to this, uh, but they 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 worked in that movie, so I'm excited to see what they did. And then next up, we're getting close, guys. Last like six or so. Oh, it's like God. nine o'clock. I know I'm starving, and you are too. I'm sure. Yeah, I could use some food. All right, this is a new movie coming either November or December. I'm not sure yet. I didn't check the release date. Noel, starring Anna Kendrick as Santa Claus's daughter. Okay. And then it will also have Bill Hader as Santa Claus's son. Okay. And I forget, it's a really famous actress, but she's playing Mrs. Claus. Basically, Santa Claus gone. I think he pat- kicked the bucket. Bill Hader is the new Santa Claus, and he's like, I don't, I'm not good at this, guys. So uh, Anna Kendrick goes, you know, we take a vacation. He leaves and never comes back, and they're like, yo, we need, um, we there has to be a Santa Claus. Gabriel Claus, you'll be the new Santa Claus. Guess who plays Gabriel Claus? Remember Terry from uh, Parks and Rec? Terry? Jerry? No, Terry, the, or no, shit, what's his name? Um, The gay guy. Oh, oh, the yeah, super yeah. Flame, but the you know what I'm talking about the guy who was Timon, the voice of Timon. Yes, yeah, yes. He's like they're like Gabriel Claus. You'll be the new Santa Claus, guys. Uh, he's like guys. I'm in the uh, tech department or so. I forget what he says. He's like I'm in uh, tech production or tech department of the North Pole and shit. But he's like, all right, everyone, we're switching to home delivery like Amazon for this. Some new Santa Claus. And it's just, dude, it's Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader. It's fucking him. It's, uh, uh, what's his name? Did you say his name or you just say his Timon? I just said he was Timon. Ah, oh, shit. I but he, he's great. I fucking loved him in Parks and Rec. But yeah, he's great Timon too. Uh, so you have all these people in it. It's basically uh, Anna uh, Kendrick. Uh, Ken- Billy Eichner. Ah, okay, gotcha. It's Anna Kendrick basically getting Bill Hader back to uh, be Santa Claus again. Because they're like, they're in trouble. 
uh gabriel doesn't want to do it all this stuff but it looks really it looks like a fun movie it's like a it looks like disney's christmas movie coming and i'm like yes plus elevana kendrick uh she's really good and um i actually saw no wait i didn't what did i what did i see uh i saw her in um she was in scott pilgrim she was in uh saw that yes Oh, that so, fucking Mike and Dave would need buttock dates. That's what I saw her in. She was hella funny in that. Oh. Yeah. But I saw her in something else, too. I can't remember what it was. I haven't seen Pitch Perfect yet. I actually want to see that, that movie. I, I heard it's really Pitch, fun. Pitch Perfect. But, uh, all right. So we got that. This is, all right. This isn't a movie, per se, but Di- uh, Disney for D23 released a sizzle reel labeled Disney Magic, and it showed... Basically, they went and it was just Disney flexing, going, but making it very heartfelt magic, and they're flexing on everything they have. So in in one Disney clip, I want you to think about the streams. It's a Disney clip that goes Marvel characters to Star Wars to Disney characters to Pixar characters to Star Wars characters to more Disney characters to National Geographic's to like Planet Earth shit to more Marvel characters, Disney characters, Star Wars characters, Pixar, fucking Simpsons, Muppets, all of that shit in one trailer or in like one reel. Yeah. Just flexing on everything Disney owns. What are you watching? Hello? I was trying to find it. Oh, okay. I was was like, you you there, dude? Um... But yeah, it, it, it's just crazy seeing all these things in, it. it's like, oh shit, that's crazy, and it's all of me on Disney+, Plus, and that part of me is also like, oh god, they're too powerful, we have to stop them, <laughs> they're too strong, quick, somebody help Warner Brothers, it's just, oh my god, it's crazy how much shit they have now, it's, it, it, it's really cool, but at the same time, no one should have that much power, but it's, it's also really cool. I just need, I think they need to be more studios again. I don't know. It's, they're, they're going to rule the world, guys. I'm just saying it now. Be careful. They're coming for me probably now that I said it. Just be, just be aware, people. Be aware. But also just, you know, fucking get Disney Plus anyway. It's pretty good. Looks really, looks like it's a good deal, guys. It's fine. There's so many things. It's ridiculous. So many things. Uh, there's a Black Widow poster. Yeah. Uh, first glimpse at, uh. Taskmaster. The Taskmaster. But also, and, uh, uh, Red. Red red fucking whatever it basically russian captain america yeah russian captain america you got the other red widow you have rachel wise i think in it and then you have black widow also is getting a white uniform too for this movie at some point so this is the next marvel movie right uh isn't it it's a good question i never really thought about it i think it is I think it's the next Marvel movie. Like, for whatever reason, I assumed that uh, uh, Black Widow was, like, not close to being done. I'm pretty sure number one's Black Widow, number two's Eternals. Uh, Alright. Uh, next up, we got... Alright, last three. Uh, announcement for The Simpsons. This is uh, good news. Apu is not leaving The Simpsons. So we still got Apu, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Nathan... F- Alright, so we're done with D23, guys. We did it. So I just got, like one last piece suicide squad news nathan fillion is joining the cast of the suicide squad as interesting an unnamed role yet we don't know who he's gonna play so i'm like yo we got nathan fillion in the dc movie this is me tight i'm like oh that's awesome 
And then it doesn't stop there. There is reports. So Deadline says Taika Waititi, a.k.a. the voice of Korg, a.k.a. the director of Thor Ragnarok and the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder and the new movie coming out, Jojo Rabbit, is apparently in talks to join the Suicide Squad as some unnamed role. He's also IG-11, which is cool. Interesting. Yeah. So he is in talks to potentially be in the Suicide Squad, because James Gunn is James Gunn. So that'll be cool. I don't know what the fuck he's going to play, but it's going to be something ridiculous. This movie is just... I, th- I think... I th- I, I have a, like I said, it's not hard to beat the, the last Suicide Squad movie, but I think yeah. this is going to do much better. I honestly do. Well, it's like, I think they could make a good Suicide Squad movie. It shouldn't be too hard, but like, yeah, that last one was just a fucking train wreck. Yeah, it was not good. All right. Well, uh, one last thing. They released a trailer for Titans season two. I did not watch it because I have not seen Titans yet. Uh, James, are you going to get DC Universe? I'm not planning on it anytime soon. Oh, you suck. All right. Well, I'm going to watch... I'm going to be watching everything. Uh, I have it now. I got it while I was at Comic-Con, but I'm going to... Once I watch them all, basically, I'll be talking about them on here. Uh, I would say also, if you want, instead of getting that, you can get HBO Max, which, remember, we'll have Warner Bros. We'll, we'll have yeah. DC Universe. That I might be more interested but remember, in. James, it comes with The Fresh Prince and Friends. <laughs> okay. Two of the mightiest shows of this world. It's a good time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that is all we have. So I was right. We couldn't make it down to an hour and a half. It is closing in on two hours oh in less God. than four minutes. It is also... Yeah, we're fucking hungry. Jesus Christ. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Seriously, thank you. Anything August 29th in post, I will do my best to... So some of it will either probably be tweeted out as small like tweet news pieces with opinions... And then uh, the rest we will try to f- record maybe next week, most likely, or this some either late this week or next week. We'll see when we have time. Uh, but it'll be hopefully shorter than these last two. But also, don't rem- just remember it's August 29th to now, which is August the September 9th plus add like five days or something. So we'll see what we can break in and out of it. Luckily though, it won't have D23 or Gamescoms. Oh, wait, shit, James. The Nintendo Direct. It'll have the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so a much... bunch of news. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, this will be out probably three days after uh, the Gamescom one, which you guys will be listening to it at that point anyway. So, yeah. If you guys want to contact us, positive feedback, negative feedback, just anything critical, anything, questions for the show, email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, of course, like and subscribe on, uh, or just, I guess, technically subscribe and like, uh, leave us a review on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Uh, if you want to follow James on Twitter, you can follow him at InvaderJim124. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at GoGoComzilla. And of course, you can follow the show at Side Talk. I totally do that out of order, but fuck it. Me. And uh, until next time, you guys have a great one. Seriously, thanks for listening.